At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Shoe the Dough is recorded in front of a live internet audience. It's time to do the show. I mean Shoe the Dough with Aaron and Danae, streaming on Mixler every Tuesday afternoon, or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Time for the show to begin, so let's listen in. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, here's Aaron and Danae. That's Zayzay. Zayzay sent in that intro, so... Thank you so much for doing that. Much appreciated. You can uh, record the intro, too. Just grab your smartphone and head to our website, which is AaronAndDanae.com. You'll see a link in the banner there for the uh, script. Yes, that's that's what it's called, where you read words. I was going to say, <laughs> of the words that you read. <laughs> of the words. Uh, man, it feels like there's a lot to get to on the episode today. Uh, very excited to be doing Shoe the Dough, but... As always, starting it off, how are you? Like, life, how's it going? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, I feel like a super accomplished adult. Yeah. Because we paid off our car. Nice. You know, I think like two years ago, year and a half or two years ago. This is a little late to be celebrating that, but that's fine. We can celebrate that. But but I took it in and I got new tires on it. I had all the engine looked at, all the fluids replaced in it, so it feels like... It's still going strong, and I did a good mm. thing because you know you can just run them until it falls apart. Yeah, but so you've got to start a car that's going strong that you've owned outright for two years. Yeah, that is that is an it accomplishment. Feels good. Yeah, no, 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 that's good. But when I turn, it makes a thunking noise now, <laughs> and I was like, "No, what is going on?" Did you remove the concrete block from the back seat? No. <laughs> okay. I, and I also didn't remember that there's a baseball under my seat. <laughs> so, so it was something rolling around. Something, yeah, nice. under my seat is clunk, clunk, clunk. I was just kidding, but apparently no, that's what really happened. That's what it was. So I was really excited to find the baseball because I'm like, oh, this makes sense. This is why this is a clunking thing. But I'm really excited about my car, which it seems lame, but I'm very no, no, no. I'm I totally understand. I'm excited about my bike. Similarly, uh, I've been exercising again by riding my bike, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, but you have a problem that you need to solve <laughs> with your obsession with your bike riding right now. Why? What? What? You don't you forget to take water with you and then you decide <laughs> to go on a grand adventure and like leave for miles and miles. I have I have been dehydrated a couple times. <laughs> I, I do need some I do need to take some water with me. The other one last I've decided I'm never riding at dusk ever again. I rode at dusk last night and I would like you're riding and all of a sudden you know how like bugs will just be like in a cloud yeah, around yes, dusk, the swarm you know, or whatever. Just like a swarm of and I and I just ride through them and I have a you know, bugs. Whatever. So I'm riding, and that happens like, I don't know, six or seven, eight times during this long bike ride last night. I get home. I look in the mirror, and I literally 
am a bug graveyard. Like, I have bugs smashed all over my face and my neck and my arms. So like, gross. little black freckles. Gross. Like, all over. Like, under my neck, it ew, was just like. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, when I went to take my contacts out, I pulled my eyelid down. And there was one in the no. in the crevice no. of my eye. <laughs> Ew. Ew. I was just glad I still had my contacts in because I just kept getting hit. On the positive side, if your mouth is open, protein. <laughs> no, no. I'd prefer a protein bar. Thank you Ugh. very much. Gnat swarms or, or bug swarms or I have yeah. to figure that. I'm I just I'll ride during the day. I'll take the dehydration over like bug smash in the face. If I have to, you know, have the choice. The reaction in the chat is genuine horror. You realize that. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was. It what, was incredible. The solution is that you either have to wear a face mask of some kind, or like you said, never go a desk. I, again. I can't go a desk. I think I just have to go a little earlier in the day, even though it's warmer, it's hotter, and I'll have to. You know, I have to take water with me and that kind of stuff, but I'll survive. You ready to shoe a dough? I'm ready to shoe a dough. All right. So, like I said, we've got a lot to get to. We want to do some kickback. That's feedback from our shoe fans. Uh, and then we are going to, of course, do some peruse the news. And then we've got a question or quandary episode today for episode 126. But uh, let's start with a little bit of feedback. We did uh, an episode last week uh, about racism, which if we were going to get feedback, I am guessing it would be, you know, with an episode like that. So um, I want to. We, we did our show live as we always do. Mm-hmm. We had pre recorded the uh, interview with a man named Derek Miner, who's a Christian rap artist who was willing to speak with us about, you know, how to move forward as a culture and things like that. It was a really intense conversation because uh, if you listen to the interview, if you're able to listen live, um, it's kind of like my first experience with really thinking about racism Mm -hmm. and violence in our country. And I was processing a lot. And so um, these are really difficult conversations to have. Because my instinct is to go back and edit them and change them and right. take things out that maybe right. I would say differently. Uh, we had a lot of positive feedback during the interview, during the live show. And I wanted to say thank you guys so much for providing that because it helps me whenever we get a complaint, which is what we got. <laughs> <laughs> because I look back and I'm like, well, you know, we were having this genuine part, conversation. During right, but the this show. is all part of the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't feel like this this email we got was directly hurtful to like I didn't feel like he was trying to damage us with his words I feel like he felt something very strongly that he wanted to express about kind of how we took it how we looked at it those kind of things um I I guess I'll just say I I don't want to I mean it's what 10 paragraphs long yeah it's a it's a he this this gentleman who is a police officer mm -hmm. uh listened to our radio show heard us playing the Derek minor clips and then went and listened to the entire interview and was very disappointed as a police officer felt very much like we did not that we prejudged some of the police officers who were in these situations and i did and and, (laughs) i agree with that statement well and so let's start there because there are two things i want to say about this uh and and put on the record you know um one is absolutely we make mistakes and we apologize for those mistakes especially if they hurt other people that's never our intention absolutely and any prejudice that whether it be for you know a race or profession or anything like we want to be we want that to go away. So our goal is not to prejudge one way or the other any specific situation. Especially if it means that it's going to create further uh, disunity. Mm-hmm. We are trying to create a new unified conversation. Uh, the word murder was used. I, and I think I said that 
there was murder. And yeah. I don't know in that instance because I haven't gone back and listened, although um, somebody who did listen told me that they didn't think we were talking about a specific situation when we used that word, but more kind of a general thing that could happen. Right. If we were talking about a specific situation and used the word murder, I want to sincerely and unequivocally apologize for that because we do not know all the facts about any specific situation we can take a look at it and have instincts and intuition and those kind of things. But for us to say something was murder, like a specific situation, uh, I, I don't think that's up to us. So I did want to apologize for that if we did that. Um, but I will say the points about accountability and the horror of these situations, I think those you know stand. We just want to be make sure that we apologize for times that we weren't careful in the way we talked about it. But that brings me to the second thing. We have to be able to make mistakes. That's my main thing with this. If we're going to have dialogue and conversation about these things, we cannot be so on eggshells that we're going to say something wrong or, you know, hurt somebody that we don't have important conversations. How we respond after we've realized we've said something wrong or, you know, gone away that we didn't intend to go, that's just as important. But we need to be able to have the conversations and to not feel like, oh, if I don't say this right, I'm going to, you know, it's going to be awful, so I'm just not going to say it at all because we have to say it. We have to talk about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just think it's really important to continue talking, even if you're concerned you might say something wrong. And that's my concern. My concern is saying things wrong. I mean, just a few episodes ago, I was crying because I was thinking about people judging me. Mm -hmm. Then we go into conversations about racism, and I have somebody write an email that, you know, if I read correctly and I might be a little bit emotional, I actually kind of got slammed a little bit in it. And yes. it's like, oh, I want to defend myself. But at the mm -hmm. same time, it's like, but if they're choosing not to see me as a human being that can have conversations and, you know, make a mistake or something, I don't know that I want to get into the nitty gritty of it. Right. Uh, but if you are listening and you've chosen to listen to another episode, I, I thank you for writing that because it's important for all of the different people to have their voices be heard. And in this in this life and this age, our voices and our perspective can be heard in a lot of different ways. Um, so, and honestly, I think an episode about the prejudgment that happens with police officers, like talking to a police officer about what it means to be labeled, you know, a cop. I think that's a valuable episode and maybe a no I would love to do an episode with a police officer. Yeah. No label safe on, on police would be a great episode. Because I have questions about, you know, like we, we said murder. And for me, when I said that word, it's like, I listen, this is, this is a time where I can turn on my Facebook page, which used to just be fun feeds of cats. Mm -hmm. And now yeah. I'm seeing videos play of people killing each other. Mm -hmm. So it's like, should I have said killing each other instead of murder? Would that right. have been better? So I just want to, you know Yes, actually, saying? I think, I think technically for the way we were talking about it, that would have been better. Yes. Right, right. But because of the emotion in it, you know, just, mm -hmm. I picked the wrong word. And I hate that uh, the point of what we we're talking about can be completely discarded over right. me saying the wrong word once. Yeah. So. Well, and that's what I'm talking about. It shouldn't be. You know, we have to be able to have full conversations that have nuance and mistakes made with the way you talk and still move on and learn from each other. You know, that's my thing. We have to listen to each other. You know, we have to listen to what Derek has to say and we have to listen to what this police officer has to say because we're all coming from different perspectives and we have to take all of that into account. So I think that's I think that's very valuable stuff and I'm glad we got a chance to kind of chat about it a little bit more. Uh, let's do some peruse the news. And now from the, now Danae. <laughs> now Danae. I'm sorry. We can't go from, you know, this moment, whatever. It's like you messed up, kid. I thought I bridged it just fine. It. You did. You I did. thought I bridged. I thought I bridged you just did. in there. 
You we're going to do fine. Job. All you right. did a great job. You just emotionally, you had a little more bridge. I need How's more time. it now? How's it now? You okay now? I took a sip of water. Uh huh. That seems to have recharged me. All right. And now, from the corners of the earth, things are happening and people are writing them down. Other people like us read those things and call them news. Now we shall peruse the news. Take that, Mr. Hitler. Yeah, you. <laughs> All right. I Denise. still don't like it. I still like Take That, Mr. Hitler. It still feels wrong. Start us off. Well, today I have something that I wanted to bring up to talk about. Because I saw this uh, video of this man who has made, I don't even know how to describe it. But it's a it's an entire it's acres long, uh, mm-hmm. inside this building, and it's just room after room after room of miniature landscapes. Okay, with trains running through them. Oh, he has a train set. Oh, this is not your. <laughs> this isn't a train set. I mean, I know you said room after room. This is a huge, huge. How huge are we talking? Like, give us like an actual like number. Like, how big is it? Um. Well, it is 100 trains. Okay. 50,000 feet of track. Whoa. 400 bridges. Whoa. Over 4,000 buildings. And they're all built by one dude. Like one man has just spent spent his life. Has spent most of his life drawing up the plans, you know, getting the right place. He filled a room and then he'd fill the next room. And then they, you know, the next, he's just been doing this for a long, long time. And um, people call it like, 3d painting art because every room has like there's a field with horses running in it and then houses and mailboxes and people so and, is it kind of like a museum in that way like is yeah, he maybe. like he created some like a walkthrough yeah like you have to walk yeah you have to walk miles and miles in fact the people that miles yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah are you serious miles well you have to walk miles you mean scale miles yes yeah, scale miles okay um <laughs> The people that uh, wrote this article, they actually were so impressed uh-huh. by his work because some of the things that he's built, like they wondered if he was an engineering, if he had an engineering degree or anything like that. And he, he just read books because mm-hmm. it was his passion to do these miniatures. And they were walking through and they'd been there for a half hour and there was a sign that said, you're 5% through this experience. And they were there for four and a half hours. <laughs> Walking through it, um, and they were really in- impressed by it. the place. is called Northlands. Where, with, yeah, where's it at? With a Z on the end, Northlands with a Z. And I actually went to their website to kind of like look it up and, and yeah, see geographically, what like about. how close are we? I Can we take a in, road trip and get there? No, nah, well, technically yes, because it's in the U.S. So is it so big that it's basically next door to everyone? <laughs> like, the thing I don't know that I don't understand about it is like. It just seems like a lonely, the video, so they, this couple, they go, uh-huh. and then they decide they wanted to do a video about it. So they kind of recorded the interview, and they walked mm-hmm. around and recorded it, and they put together this little Vimeo video. Yeah, and as little I'm, mini doc. Yeah, and yeah. as I'm watching it, I was really impressed by it, obviously. It was extremely impressive to me. Craftsmanship. The craftsman, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you've got this little old man, and I'm like, oh, my heart is so big for this old man. I, I want his, Are you sad his for dreams. Him? It just feels kind of like he must be lonely, his wife Oh, died. my goodness. He's probably thrilled. <laughs> Are you kidding? Living by himself in his No, I just mean to dream. do something like that, you know. I mean, how many people can say they've done that? I can tell you how many. Him. Like, he's the only one on the list, you know? Like, that's kind of cool. Um... 
It is in New Jersey, okay. Leamington, New Jersey. So it's on the East Coast. A hundred trains, more than eight miles of track. Wow. 40 foot bridges spanning huge canyons, cities and villages of thousands of buildings and 200 doll collections, 94 rooms. Wow. So it's huge um, and very, very impressive. And I recommend uh, anyone go see it. And you can go as an adult for only thirteen seventy five. And I imagine he has people that come back because they can't see the whole thing in one day. Right. And they do like group parties and birthday parties there and things like that. So anyhow, wow. that just it. It made me like, ah, I, w- I want people to go there and experience it. So if you have been to Northlands or if you can go to Northlands because you're in that area, I would love to hear your feedback. Well, yeah. Personally, I think this would be fantastic. I think my dad would love to go here. So does your dad like like trains trains and stuff? Has he Does I he remem- have train yeah. sets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not set up. I remember when I was a kid, I had, you know, like a simple little train set or whatever. It just never tweaked my imagination that way. What's your next peruse the news? My first peruse the news is Pokemon Go. I figure we should talk about it a little bit because it's in the news every single day. So many different articles. And maybe just kind of, you know, some of your favorite things that you've seen about Pokemon Go. First of all, have you experienced it firsthand? Like I the craze? Not, no, I haven't played Pokemon Go. Okay, so or or even just seen other people playing it. Um, yes, I've seen you Part- and Andrew play. Part of my, well, no, then you have not, you have not experienced it yet because part of my ride last night was through one of the parks here in our area. Mm -hmm. There were hundreds of people at Nathaniel Green Park last night when I drove through. I'm riding on a bike track that is total, I mean, it's like congested with people to the fact where I'm just, I'm, you know, announcing myself like the entire way through. I'm like trying to part through all these Pokemon players and they've all just got their heads buried in their phone, finding the next Pokemon. I mean, hundreds of people in our town converging on these Pokemon in the park. It's it's mind-blowing, this fad. Like, I just... And I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't either. It's crazy I read, I right now. I read crazy things like, you know, if you decide to go and play Pokemon in the nighttime, that mm-hmm. there are people who are robbing others because they're stopping at Pokemon stops and they're robbing people. Okay. Um, I've read... Uh, a convicted felon who was catching Pokemon in front of a police station and was arrested. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, that's great. I've read a guy who has a shop where he pays to do Pokemon stops. I guess you can uh-huh. pay to, to do... To put a Pokemon stop at your place? Something like that. Yeah. Or, or lure. You can pay for a lure of oh, some okay. kind. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the game itself. Yeah. I so think he's done that and his business has like doubled or tripled. Because, because he has a lure around his business, his that, business that have rare Pokemon coming that way. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So it's just like, it's an interesting cultural flip where this game has really made people come together physically. And you showed me the one in Central Park in New York, and that just blew my mind. Yeah, that was thousands like, of people just it stampeding. Like yeah. It did look like footage from the movie. Uh, I want to go back to the police one. Should police use Pokemon Go as like, you know, a way to lure criminals now, like, you know. It works, apparently. Figure out how to do that and, and get them to come. The man that was arrested was named William Wilcox. Well, William, shame on you. And he was arrested in Milford, Michigan, because the police station is a Pokemon gym. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, there have been Pokemon Go deaths. There have been. People have fallen off of cliffs. Yeah. I like the ones where parents are using Pokemon to get their children to do chores. 
Um, I think I saw a text where it was a mom that says, uh, there's a Pikachu in my bedroom. And then the kid went running up there and the parent like handed them the dishes to take down to the <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> oh, so, that's amazing. Yeah. I barely, I mean, I've opened it up, but I'm, I don't care enough to like go walk around my neighborhood and catch Pokemon. I've got yeah. other things to do. So yeah, it just doesn't appeal to me in that way. I think there's a like a collector's mentality to the people who really love it. Like they, the gotta catch them all thing, right? Like, you know, there's a hundred and so many of them in the game. And like the idea that, oh, I'm five away, you know, where can I find those? Probably becomes pretty big. But then there's also like the training and the owning gyms and those kind of things that I just don't understand, you know. But it's cool. I love that it's in the real world. I love that. What's your next one? My next one's actually kind of serious. Do it. Um, I came across something that has, I think I think the shoe the dough peoples will care about this. Uh, it came from cracktocock.com and it's written by a gentleman who's saying that there is genocide happening like in the Philippines. Come that it is it feels like it's impending mm-hmm. and it's starting because their new president openly um is encouraging the murdering of drug Mm-hmm. Uh, drug lords and people who do yeah, I drugs? heard about I heard about this basically he his thought is the only way to curb the the illegality of what's going on is to empower the populace to be vigilantes and and it's working it is he working actually pro he he has publicly stated that if he were to be elected which he now has been elected that he was going to execute 100,000 people and dump them in the nearest body of water within six months of taking office. So it kind of puts into perspective like, okay, we got problems here in America. Yeah. But this is serious and people are taking it seriously. And so far there's been um, like 100 people that have been killed. And something like, I think if I read this correctly, 60,000 people have turned themselves in so that they would not be killed. It's interesting, right? So you have this influx of these people. So at the very least, it feels like it's very far away. It's happening in another country. But there's something really serious shifting in the Philippines. And I feel like maybe I'm a little bit um, close to that because my cousin Bianca was a missionary there for so long and 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 her parents. And so I have like... She has a heart for the Philippines in a very serious way. It's like mm-hmm. her childhood was there. So I'm kind of more inclined to like turn my ear to to like thinking about, sure. you know, that part of the world. Well, can we can we talk about the the ethics and morality of that whole situation? Just briefly, at least. Uh, I think it's full of problems, very problematic things to empower vigilante justice. Uh, number one, there's there's no way to really know what justice is. You know, it allows people to say, oh, I did this because I thought, you know, this happened. Right. So there's no system, you know, of justice in it. And the other thing is the ends don't justify the means. Even if drug crime is going down and people are turning themselves in because they don't want to die, well, what happens when a different mindset is in power? Well, there's even bigger problems. Like when you have 60,000 people who turn themselves in, now you have to house 60,000 people Mm -hmm. And the concern that this person is writing um, in his perspective is, is he just going to, is he just going to kill those people? Right. Like what's stopping him from saying, great, you guys came here. Yeah. You've admitted the problem and we don't have anywhere to put you. Well, and there's no way for them to just say, well, just stop doing it because people who know they did do it now are are still empowered to kill them because they know they used to do it. Like there's no system 
for actual justice. And that's, you know. But obviously there's a need in the Philippines. So if you are the praying kind or if you're the kind of person who really believes that, you know, your intention and your words can change culture, even if you're not, even if we're not in the Philippines, there's some really serious stuff happening. And there's still serious stuff happening all over. And we could touch on France. We could touch on all kinds of things that are happening, you Mm -hmm. know, in our global environment. And, um, we would like to just remind you and encourage you that you can make a huge impact just by, you know, being present, being aware and, and, you know, praying for change. Yeah. So that was one of the ones that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, on the serious, but encouraging tip as we kind of turn the corner, uh, funds pour in for homeless teen who biked 50 miles to register for college. So this guy, uh, basically decided he wanted to go to college so he grabbed a bike. Uh, I believe it was like a kid's bike. It wasn't even like, you know, an adult bike. It was his brother's bike, I think. And I that. rode 50 miles to get registered for college. Didn't have anywhere to stay, and it was before classes start. So he pitched a tent and, you know, was just kind of staying there on the campus. And some police said, you can't do this. But what's amazing is once kind of the story came out, they, by the way, the police gave him a, a place to stay for a couple nights. And then as the story continued to grow, more and more people chipped in, and now he's raised, what, $184,000 towards his college education by people who support just the determinedness of kind of what he's doing. I love that we live in a culture where that can happen. I do, you know? too. Where it's just like a story can get out and people can get on board. and It could have gone like one of two ways, right? Like you've got this kid who went to the college to uh, register for his classes, and there was downtime between when the classes started and whenever he got to go to the housing that the college provides. So he his plan is just to camp on a lawn. It could go one of two ways. Get in trouble and go to jail as a 19-year-old boy. Yeah. You know, get in trouble, go to jail, life changes forever versus people helping and being like, oh, you know, you're here to study. You're here to learn. You've got a plan. You know, we're going to help you out. And it was the kindness of strangers that got him. And like the police officer can, were strangers. They put him up in a hotel and then another woman came and talked with him, helped him got a job. And then other people jumping in on a GoFundMe page. He didn't even set up his own GoFundMe. It was somebody right. that did it on his behalf. So it's just kind of a, I love that stuff. It kind of gives me hope. <laughs> I What I love about it is that there's an intent that people can see, right? His intent, his purpose was, I'm going to get educated no matter what it takes. Yeah. I'm going to make this happen. And, and so people can get behind that and go, we love what your intent is. Yeah, It'd be different if his intent was, you know... Uh, well, intent, but also, like, that he showed it because he was there. Like, there is the bike. Right. On his backpack was were two duffel bags on this 50-mile trek that had water and cereal. That, <laughs> that was his plan. There I'm going to bike 50 miles to college to go ahead and get registered because I don't have any other choices to get there. I know I'm going to need water, and this cereal will do. And then I'll just use this tarp for a tent. Like, that is such basic thinking. Uh-huh. So it wasn't just his intent. Like, he was following through no matter what. It reminds me of Bob Goff. Yes. In Love Does, which is a great book if you haven't read it. Of just kind of embracing the adventure and the journey. Well, and... he went and sat at that office every mm-hmm. single day until they let him go to law school. Yeah. You know? Just that determination, it really speaks volumes. Yeah, I loved that story. My last peruse the news is a medical one. Uh, the outcome yet to be determined. There are these twin sisters. I think they're living in London. I don't think they're in the U.S. Okay. Um, and when they were in their mid-30s, one of them took a, a test to find out that um, their 
ability to have children, like their fertilization of being able to have children uh-huh. was like fertility. Fertility. Yeah. Was it their fertilization? Actually, like their fertility ovaries yeah. were actually like almost 10 years older than they were and it scared them. So the one sister decides that she's going to freeze her uh-huh. ovary. Yeah. And so the other twin sister's like, I'll do it too. So they, they at 34 years old. The ovary or the eggs? The ovary. They had the one ovary taken out and frozen. Okay. Okay. And now they're 44 and they had them put back in. And so for the first time in our little medical history, we're going to find out if they can get Oh, I thought you were going to tell me they were pregnant. They're trying right now. Wow. I, Isn't that uh, crazy? I, I, I can't even. Right. Okay. So <laughs> it's kind of what I was doing in my I, mind. Literally. I can't even. No. <laughs> Literally. There's been a lot of research into freezing of eggs and freezing of other things for preservation, but never has it been. We kind of laugh. Ovary. We kind I think most of us kind of laugh at cryogenics, right? Like the idea that, you know, right before or as you die, you freeze yourself and then someday medical science will be able to solve, you know, what was killing you and they'll unfreeze you and you'll be able to live again, right? Like that's just kind of a joke. And then I then I read these kind of things and I'm like Maybe that's not a joke. Like maybe, who knows? Because freezing does seem to stop everything. Like it, does. it just stops everything. Uh, the surgery was performed in St. Louis, so they did fly from. Like one of the twins lives in London, the other lives mm-hmm. in Australia. I believe they came to the U.S. to guess to do the surgery. And the interesting thing is they don't know what's going to happen, you know, either. But when you freeze the ovary, you also like that is part of our hor- the hormones. Mm-hmm. So it's also potentially going to delay their menopause. Whoa. Right? So there's a lot of unknowns right now, but it's there's like a, a like a buzz in the medical community right now to see. Are you telling me? Hold on. Hold on just a second. <laughs> hold on just a second. Are you telling me this could be some kind of very expensive, very complicated birth control? Where yeah, possibly. you take your ovaries out and freeze them till you're ready to have kids? Yeah. That's insane that's mind-blowing i mean wow it's an option i guess shoe the dough for all your ovary talk yep that's a lot of ovary talk let's go to food shall we uh for my final uh peruse the news massive frozen dinner recall affects all 50 states it's pf chang's frozen dinners usually when you hear about this it's because of what some sort of bacteria, some sort e. coli of E. coli, or, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, no. Beware metal shards in the sauce of the entree. <gasps> metal shards. Oh. It's like all the horrible urban oh, legends you heard about your Halloween no. candy growing up. Like a razor. It actually inside your frozen dinner. Gross. So this is a huge problem. So what was it again? P.F. Chang's? P.F. Chang's frozen dinner dinners. It was first announced earlier this month, expanded last week to include more than 195,000 pounds of frozen meals that have been sold in grocery stores across the countries. The recalled meals include signature spicy chicken, Mongolian-style beef, beef with broccoli, uh, all from P.F. Chang's uh, home menu. It's like you kind of wonder what happened. They have this big sauce room that's just a whole bunch of vats with different sauce in it. Yeah. And then someone's just like, decides to sabotage? (laughs) 
something How something else breaks, shards right? Shards get in there. Something Maybe. breaks. Something but blows up. Something sauces? breaks. It goes in there. They don't notice it you until too three late. Three different kinds. If it uh-huh. was one kind, maybe I'd be like, yeah, something broke down. Do you think they have different assembly lines for all their different meals? Well, but there's sauces. It's in the sauce, right? Right. Yes. So they, they each of those have different sauces. But don't you think each of the sauces start in the same place, like, and then the the ingredients kind of separate as it goes down the line? I don't know how you think sauces are made, <laughs> but I I see them being in a big like. Like I assume pot, like a big I, pot, you know, and you like you, you think PF Chang's has a kitchen yes, where they're making these sauces and freezing them? somewhere at some point it has to be made. It's not like it just magically turns into a soup. No, but it's a I just assume it's a robot assembly line like where the ingredients one by one and there's some sort of base ingredient that starts all the sauces so that'll keep them, you know, that'll help them keep and and, you know, and then it kind of just dis- disperses from there until they freeze the sauces. I could be totally wrong. I'm just assuming it's but not. The sauce, it's not linguine and ratatouille. The sauce. <laughs> fixing your sauce in the PF Chang's frozen dinner. No, I don't see that. I don't see that. Okay. I see this big warehouse industrial uh-huh. type place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With these big vats okay. of liquid. You're probably right. And then that liquid is put into the containers, and that's the maybe all the line. vats are just nearby. So maybe the mixer that mixes all those vats. It's like they're in a circle. So that the mixer can go in each one and make sure that it's mixed. Or it has arms in each one. Like an octopus mixer. Okay, okay. It's mixing all the sauces. Right. In the and middle, it, the center of that uh-huh. blew up or something and just went, <laughs> ka-plop, right in, all the, right in all the vats. Ka-plop. <laughs> That's the problem. I think we figured it out. I wish Guys, I Guys, you I don't wish, even need to go check. I wish I was an artist. I would draw up our version of how P.F. Chang's makes their food <laughs> and how this issue started. Yeah. That's how that would work. Guys, you don't even need to go check. We just figured it out. We solved the whole thing. So you're fine now. My favorite was in the chat where it was just like, hmm, still good. <laughs> still worth it. Still worth it. Possible metal shards. Still worth it. Yep. Still worth it. Thank you so much for your financial support of what goes on here at Shoe the Dough. We always take a little bit of time uh, towards the middle of the episode just to say thank you and remind you, if you do not support Shoe the Dough, it is how this happens at a dollar a month, $3 a month, $5 a month, a bunch of people coming together and saying, hey, we kind of like this thing. Let's keep it going. So thank you so much for doing that. In some huge news, we've actually changed the URL of our Patreon. So if you haven't been to Patreon before... Doesn't don't listen. It's yeah, fine. it doesn't affect this you. This is not gonna affect you. But right. if you've been there before and you've thought about giving our uh, web address is different now. So it's patreon.com slash shoe the dough, all one word. So that is where you're gonna go. And when you click on our information, you'll see that we have different goals that we're gonna be looking to meet. Tells us a little bit about uh Aaron and myself, what we're doing here. The um, perks that you'll receive. All that kind of stuff. So you can give a buck a month, you can give more if you would like. And as Aaron said, it is because of our fans giving right now, 25 people giving to this podcast to keep it going. Uh, We do Shoot the Dough. And we also have another podcast that we do called Sift Pop on Fridays. So it's all part of the Shoot the Dough podcast network. And you can help support it at patreon.com slash shoe the dough. Patreon.com slash shoe the dough. S-H-O-E-T-H-E-D-O-E. And thank you ahead of time for all of your support. All right, question or quandary episode today, Danae. Now, do you remember how this works? Um, I think you get to choose whether you want to do a question or a quandary. If Correct. It's a question, we can, it's like any questions, random questions we find. Mm-hmm. And then if it's a quandary, it's like a riddle. 
basically. Yeah, so the questions can be, you know, they can be deeper, they can be silly, they can be whatever. Um, but the quandaries are riddles that will have answers. And if you are listening live in the chat, feel free to uh, offer up your options for either. Uh, today, we'll start with you. Would you like a question or a quandary? Oh, riddles make me crazy. Let's go with the question. <laughs> All right, today, here is our first question. By the way, we're both doing this. Questions we both answer, quandaries we both answer because we don't have the answers in front of us right away. Here's the first question. I wear too much blank. Fill in the blank. I wear too much blank. Body odor. <laughs> That's not something you wear. <laughs> Do you want to know what's hilarious? I'm not even kidding <laughs> you. Funny. I had my answer loaded, right? Okay. In the chamber. Do you know what it was? Deodorant. <laughs> Is that crazy? You wear too much do deodorant? We, th- I really feel like I do. Like, I just slather it on every morning. Like, my shirts have, like, the deodorant stains. I stopped. And... <laughs> That's my problem. I wear too much. Yeah. You wear too much what? Oh, I feel like this is, like, where you're putting on, like, you you have too much on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Could be. But. Or just in general. I mean, I think some people would answer, like, makeup. Some people might answer jewelry. Some people might answer, you know, um. Ooh. A certain color, you know. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, color. That's a good one. Which one? Which Let's color? Go with black. Because <laughs> you're wearing all black today. I am wearing all black today. <laughs> it's uh, very Abby from um, NCIS today. I had that oh, reference completely punk. slips my mind. I have no idea what you're talking about. Who is Abby from NCIS? She's just one of the characters, that wears and she black wears a lot of black. Okay, good to know. All right, my turn. Oh yes, question or quandary? Quandary. Quandary. Okay, this means I'm going to read you a riddle. Okay. Riddles I do not like. Okay. Who makes it has no need of it. Who buys it has no use for it. Who uses it can neither see nor feel it. What is it? I think we did this one last time. Damn. (laughs) We need to make a list. It's coffin. The answer is coffin. Really? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember any- either. We did it last I time. Try or to it's one I know. These quandaries no, so I know. fast because I know. I'm like, I don't. Even we care. should make notes somewhere. There should be a wiki page with the quandaries we've we done. We really should. Uh, okay, then you have to do a different one. There was a greenhouse. Inside the greenhouse, there was a white house. Inside the white house, there was a red house. Inside the red house, there was lots of babies. What is it? Whoa! Inside the greenhouse, there was a white house. Inside the white house. There was a red house, red house. Inside the red house, there was lots of babies. What is it? Hmm. And I'm not. I haven't clicked on the picture. I haven't clicked on the answer yet, the so I don't red know. Red house. The red house. There's lots of babies. The, the then the question is, what is it? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Greenhouse, White House. Yeah, it reminds me of like the evangelical book that they used to teach people about Jesus. Like, um, oh yeah, I take it to the colors. Starts black, and then it's you know, what's then white? Red is is the, yeah, blood, the blood of, of Jesus, Jesus, and then it turns you white. You know, because you have no sin. There was yellow and blue in there and then, too. Well, I green. Think. I think, and then green because you grow, and then yellow for the streets of gold when you get to heaven. You think there was blue in there And I used to always think too? about uh, urine <laughs> when it got to the yellow, and I would, I would, I would, I would like mess myself up. And I would start laughing like you are. I would get in, I got in so much trouble at church. 
<laughs> I got in so much trouble. At the end of the salvation story, why do we pee? <laughs> I gotta go potty. I gotta go um, potty. All right, I'm struggling with this one. Do you have any ideas? I have no idea. All right, I want you to look since you asked the question. Oh, I know what it okay, is Okay, so now. it's something something we could get to? <laughs> in the White House? No, in the greenhouse, there's a White House. Yeah. In the White House, there's a Red House. Yes. And in the Red House, there are babies. Lots of babies. Lots of babies. I'm thinking it has to be like a game maybe of some sort, or it's like... Uh, like I can give you a hint. Yeah, is it going to give it away? Well... I can tell you what category, like what the title of it was. Okay, tell me the title of it. Tasty. Tasty. Hmm. Hmm. Greenhouse. There's a. Is it an apple? No, but you're close. An apple tree? No. A greenhouse. White house. Greenhouse. White house. Red house. Watermelon. It's a watermelon. All right. It is a watermelon, and. Guest in the chat at the same exact time nice. as you. Nicely done. All right, Danae, question or quandary? We got to stop the show because I have to write this one down so we don't forget it. Oh, is there one in the chat? We have to go back to all of the shows and write all of the riddles down. I'm just going to write down the answer. And then in another like six weeks, I'm going to have no idea why <laughs> I wrote down watermelon. You should write coffin down too then. Coffin watermelon. Um, That's what happens when you choke on your watermelon. Let's do a question. I like those. All right. Your next question is, do you know album titles very well? <laughs> All right. We won't do. <laughs> Let's That's do a movie then. Let's do a movie super instead. Super funny. What movie title best describes your adolescence? What movie title best describes your adolescence? Hmm. <laughs> I I don't know. There's so many options of movie well, titles. Well, let's start naming them then. Well, like what I'm doing is I'm thinking of all of the movie titles that I know, and uh-huh. then I'm comparing them to my childhood. Like, That's no, what you're supposed to be no, doing. No, adolescence, no, not childhood. Okay, adolescence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your teenage years. Rebel without a cause. It could be. Okay, but from my parents' perspective, maybe clueless. <laughs> Nice. It's an option. That is an option. Wild sure. thing, kind of a thing, you know. Uh huh. Sure. That's another movie title. Is it? Think. Yeah. Okay. So that could work. Um. Man. Yeah. It felt like prison. So maybe some prison movie. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Adolescence. <laughs> it's not even close to true. Uh, I'd probably say quiz show for mine. Like, just the idea, like, I was always wanting to know more, ask more questions, figure things out. Like, adolescence especially, I was always curious. I would say war games for you. Because the character in war games is, like, battling the wits against a computer, and I could see you doing something. My adolescence is described by war games? I I don't think so. I don't think I'm a very violent person, at least. I mean, he used his brain to stop the world from ending. But you're talking about the character, not necessarily the movie title, so... That's yeah. true. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be title. Yeah. Title. Okay. No, I think those work really well. Unless you can think of a better one for me. Uh, clear and present danger. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of movie titles that might work. Yeah. The Wizard of Oz. No. No. Mm-mm. I think we did it. All right, Aaron. Question or quandary? I'll go with question this time. Okay. Um. Uh. <laughs> If the person on your left was 
a shot or a cocktail alcoholic beverage, what would they be? Let's skip that one. <laughs> these are these are all about alcohol. Did I pick it? Did you pick category? the alcohol category? I don't know. I didn't know. <laughs> when was the last time you were called a troublemaker? Okay. Um, Have you ever been called a troublemaker? Oh sure. Oh okay. Because I because I'm contrarian in many ways. Like I, I like exploring the you know strangeness that you know other people won't do for instance like um you know going places without shoes on or that kind of stuff like i i'm a little weird and quirky in that way so i can get called a troublemaker for those kind of things probably most recently most recently it's in political discussions oh that's true i'll bring up the third party thing and and people will call me a troublemaker you know like and you're not intentionally doing that you're talking about something from your perspective you're like yeah. this is an option guys yeah like you don't have to pick one of these two people. You really actually don't. Um, so yeah. So the political thing I think gets me called a troublemaker. What about you? I've been called a troublemaker so many times. What most recently though? But I'm do trying you think? to think of the most recent time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of a, a specific. Yeah. What about in your life right now? Do you think people get on you for causing trouble or feel like you're causing trouble or trying to stir up trouble? Well, like my friends will call me and they'll give them advice about life stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And and oftentimes just as a joke to kind of like break the energy, you know, they'll have this real serious mm-hmm. stuff going on in their lives. I'll offer suggestions like, well, why don't you just march in there and dump water on their desk? <laughs> you know, and I'll say things that are just like I'm not being serious <gasps> about it. But then part of me is like, it's an option that you have. I know I've I've called you a troublemaker or something similar when my kids will do something wrong and you'll be like. <laughs> punish them punish them hard yeah i do i do that make them pay i feel like i'm a i am i'm like okay cool so what's their punishment <laughs> yeah let's talk about that is that troublemaking though it kind i don't of know is. it, it kind of could kind be of a definition in in that way it's an interesting word troublemaker yeah like mischievous i feel like i'm mischievous maybe more regularly but causing trouble it depends on the perspective of the word trouble mm-hmm. my husband would say i'm a troublemaker because i want to build a ramp for my saint bernard but and that's a peacemaker that's you're making it's joy. causing trouble <laughs> because you have to build it <laughs> that's a fair point. you know what i mean yeah no, so no, just no, all perspective all right uh i think it's your turn now question or quandary danae let's do a quandary All right, we will do a quandary. Uh, This one comes from the chat, so neither of us know the answer. Okay. But the person is in chat to give us the answer when we're ready. Okay? Here's the quandary. If you throw me from the window, I will leave a grieving wife. Bring me back, but in the door, and you'll see someone giving life. I don't understand. Throw me from the window. From the window. I will leave a grieving wife. What does that mean? Leave Bring, a grieving wife. I, I think that means that there will be a wife who is sad and grieving because something got thrown from the window. Well, if you throw a baby out of a window, that's terrible. That is that is terrible. Yes. I'm just thinking of all my options. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that grieving, literal. Grieving wife. That's that's. Sad. Or you throw her husband from the window, maybe. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Or you something. throw. What if it was like your husband's, your husband's asthma inhaler, you know? You mean medicine? Yeah. Okay. Like, well, okay. Let's go to the next part. Throw it from the window. This girl's grieving. Right. But okay. bring me back, but in the door and you'll see someone giving life. It's a zombie baby. <laughs> 
You bring the zombie baby back. I like my asthma inhaler. Comes back through the door and then gives life to somebody. Something like that. Like some sort of object that would would give well, life. What gives we life? We got a full note. What gives life? What gives life? Uh, Air. Yeah. Blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Food. Okay. Pokemon Go. <laughs> Um. Mm, yeah. Hint. Let's get a hint. We're thinking throwing too. From the window. We're thinking too literally. Throw throwing from the wind. Thinking too literally. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you throw me from the window, I will leave a grieving wife. Hmm. But what's the next part again? Keep keep going. Bring me back, but in the door, and you'll see someone giving life. I feel like people who write riddles. <laughs> are, are like doing hallucinogens. You think there's drugs involved? I feel like anyone who's <laughs> a riddle maker. I think we're going to need another hint, uh, Ankazar. I think we're going to need another hint. I don't hint. get the door, but bring me back through the door mm-hmm. and then you'll see through some, you'll see life. Throw me out the window. Bring me back Is through it the dust? door. If you throw dust maybe they're out. not maybe they're not literal windows and doors. What okay. are the windows? Like the eyes are eyes called the, are windows the windows of our soul. And then through the door. So what are we throwing? Mouth. So coughing, crying, coughing. coughing. We're coughing, coughing out of our mouth, <laughs> and then we're we're somehow bringing back. The Is the mouth cough. the door? Is the mouth the door? We don't have a lot of orifices <gasps> to work so, with. So so if you're if you're oh I get it. It's tears. It's water. Like it's uh the, if the eyes are the window of the soul and the tears come out, that's a grieving, right? That's a grieving wife. But then if you suck those tears back in through the door of the mouth, then it's life because you're drinking water. So the answer is water. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we're going with water. <laughs> nope, I don't think that's correct. I think you're gonna have to give it to us. Oh, he says he says think about spelling. Spelling. Okay, okay. Spelling. Throw out the window. Um, if you throw a if you throw the alphabet out the win- out the window, then then you bring it back through the door. <laughs> Spelling. And now I'm mm. now I'm writing down my own crypto quip. <laughs> so um I have no idea. Giving life. Throw me throw me from the window. I'll leave a gr- Oh, I got it. I got it. I absolutely have it. You ready for this? You ready for this? My level of ready is at 100%. It's the letter N. If you throw it from window, it becomes widow. Uh... But but bring me back, but in the door, and you'll see someone giving life. I don't get that part. I don't don't either yet, but I know it's the letter N. It's got to be. How is that back in the door? door i don't understand how n comes back in the door you'll see someone giving life back in the door hmm turtle says in the chat i still say the answer is pie i agree oh door becomes donor door becomes donor with an n in the middle uh we got there uh, and that's why you play question or quandary that was amazing that's a good one that was a good one I Thank love you, riddles. Thank you, chat. Thanks, Ankazar. I Excellent. love, I absolutely love riddles. Okay, question or quandary? Uh, let's go back to a question. Back to a question. A non-alcoholic question, please. What would we find underneath your bed? Oh, so much dust. It has been a long time. I I hesitate to know what's under that bed other than dust. I'm guessing 
uh, possibly a long lost water bottle may have rolled under there. Uh, maybe a check stub or two, you know, that was sitting on uh, my end table. And maybe the cover of the book, The Hobbit, is probably hiding under there somewhere as well. What about your bed? Uh, my bed is flush to the floor. <laughs> so, carpet. <laughs> <laughs> or a very skinny animal who has crawled under there. All right, question or quandary, Danae? Question. Okay, your next question is, which of your friends have you known the longest, and how did you meet? Which of your friends have you known the longest, and how did you meet? Um. Well, back in my life is uh, Megan, mm-hmm. and I met Megan when I was 12. Okay. Um, so currently a friend in your life now like, yeah, was so, in your life. So there's nobody who's currently a friend in your life now that was a friend before, before the age of 12. The age of 12. If my brother <clears throat> counts, then it would be my brother. Let's let's eliminate siblings. I think I I think that Does my mom count? No, I think we eliminate oh, okay. family. So yeah, I think that's the first So how did you guys meet? Friend. How did you, you and Megan meet? We were at church and her family moved to the area and then came into the class and she sat beside me in Sunday school. And so then we started, you know, doing notes back and forth to each other. She had super thick Coke bottle glasses and crossed eyes and braces. And I had braces and, you know, mousy hair and was really awkward. And so the two of us just became super dorky, fast friends. And that was we were pretty much inseparable for from 12 all the way through 17. We saw each other almost every day if we could. So, and, and, but for a while there, and that was, so that was young. And then we went through, you know, our teenage years. It was crazy. We got into a lot of trouble together, uh, did not influence each other very well. And then, you know, or or influenced each other very well for things that weren't very good. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, part and back together and part back together. So it's, I mean, we had years and years and years. We didn't speak, not because we were angry, but just because we just did. Life went its own way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is what is the case with most of my friends. Like I'm trying to think of like grade school friends that I'm still in contact with beyond the Facebook. Hey, we are quote unquote friends on Facebook. And uh, I, there really aren't any. Like I can't, I can't think of a single. It is interesting because she she came back into my life, um, in November last year, right around the time of our live show that we did uh, in mm-hmm. Springfield for the Shoe the Dough live show. Which mm-hmm. again, we're doing that again November fourth this year. Yeah, just a little random side note. And um, she called me. She was in a desperate place of need, and so it was kind of like we hadn't spoken for years. Yeah, and then she's kind of like, hey. I need help. So I opened up my home and she ended up moving in with my husband and I for a couple months. And then, you know, now she's kind of getting back on her feet, you know, by herself in a way. Mm-hmm. Sure. But we've stayed in contact. So I think that we're like, we have such a history mm-hmm. and there's so many memories. Like when she lived with me for a couple months, we were singing songs all the time, playing games all the time. We had flashback memories. It was really intense. And I haven't, like I haven't had that happen in a long time because when you have a friendship that goes back into mm-hmm. that really awkward adolescent phase, there's yeah. just a there's like a bedrock there of love and adoration. So Absolutely. Now we're doing the thing where we're like, okay, now we're in our thirties. Let's, you know, we know each other on some deep levels. Like, let's get to know each other on these other levels. So, um, I, 
I think I'm going to have to go to college before. I mean, if you discount, you know, siblings and my wife, you know, my wife I met in seventh grade. So, you know, she, you know, she is my oldest existing friend. Um, but if you discount kind of that family thing, um, probably the guys I traveled with in college that I'm still great friends with, we still vacation with, you know, every year. Uh, I think the first one of them I met was Matt and I met him in the lobby of my, uh, then future wife, uh, her dorm because his then future wife also lived in that dorm and we sat, we're sat, sitting there waiting on our future wives to come down for a date. Uh, and so we struck up a conversation and it was only later we ended up traveling together uh, in a singing drama group for our college. Do so, you remember what you talked about um, in the lobby? T- t- talked about girls. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for our girls, probably. Like, are you going to kiss her? <laughs> no. Is that what boys say? I, this is, this is going to be really cheesy, but I think we talked about what devotions we were doing with our future spouses. Like, you know, which books we were going through and, you know, what we were doing to strengthen our relationships. And It's in moments like this, I remember that you are legit <laughs> raised. Like, you have been planted firmly in the Christian bubble for so long. I actually think that's awesome because you were talking... What Bible study are you doing with your future betrothed? Because <laughs> I kind of like, I kind of joke around and go, you know, whatever. But that's uh-huh. actually awesome that you were thinking about, like, ways yeah. to really invest in your relationships uh, it pays dividends you know i mean uh, that stuff as corny as it can seem it, i really do believe it's paid dividends in our relationship and you know our commitment to each other and our ability to work through things and i can confidently say i wish that my boyfriends my m- throughout the years uh-huh. i really wish they would have been thinking about our spirituality <laughs> that's a fair point very nice <laughs> all right how are we doing here do we got room in for us for one more because we've got one more in the chat at least one more quandary let's do that Want to finish with the, the final quandary in let's the do chat the final quandary from the chat all right here we go uh final quandary from the chat says this i'm thinking of a word that changes both gender and number when i add the letter s you add the letter s and this word changes both gender and number number so i'm thinking this is one word that has a gender associated with it and an amount associated with it but add a letter s and both of those things change is the answer sploosh (laughs) i'm trying to figure this out is it another word that starts just with the letter s and it changes gender and number to be different Sploosh. i don't know did you just say sploosh it's a word how is that how is that have a gender or a number exactly it changes everything How many apples did you get? Oh, eh, splooshy. Man. Sploosh-ish. Little sploosh. Uh, gender and number. Add an S. Uh, in the chat, I guess, is six slash sex, but that's not adding an S, right? That's changing the I to an E, and it changes it from a number to the concept of gender. Hmm. And he says it's pretty easy. The only change is with the number of S. The number of S? Hmm. One word. I already guessed mine. <laughs> um, let's see. So I don't understand. Yeah, it's... I I don't like it. <laughs> I feel so dumb on these. Is there a number that's also a gender? Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This is a fun game. Eleven, twelve. <laughs> 13. Uh, no, I don't think it's an actual number. It's going to be what about dozen. Dozen. Is that a gen? Let's see. Numbers. Hmm. 
Ah. Are there any clues? Ankazar, give us a clue. We need a clue. He said it's easy. I'm going to feel... My guess is pie. <laughs> I'm with Turtle from the chat. The answer is pie, because pie is a number. And it be Pie is a number. And if it becomes spy... Spy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then spy, that is male or female. We don't know, because they're a spy. Uh-huh. It could be in true. a mask. That's true. I'm with you so far. That's right. You're with me. You're with Turtle and me. Um, let's see. Come with me and you'll see. Is it like a, like a gender? Living in a world of pure imagination. Like son becomes. Ton. Sons. Daughter. No. Sister, Uh, brother. Mom. Mom's. Mom. Mom. Smooth. Dad becomes. Ads. (laughs) That's a number. Ads. type Number ads. You're You're adding it. Think England. Ma'am, mum, think um, sir, sirs, sir. Uh, hey, bummer, we got works <laughs> to do. Since when did you become, become me, mother? By the way, didn't happen in England. <laughs> oh, right, of course. <laughs> uh, let's see. Chap. Uh, oh, chap. chap. Chaps. Hmm. Um. Chap. Are we? Th- are, what are we doing again? England. We're thinking of English. England. English words for either numbers or genders or hmm. Uh, lad, lass, slass, lads, slad. <laughs> hey, I said sploosh. I can't judge. <laughs> uh, England. Think of England. Old English had a Queen? system of grammatical gender similar Queens? to that of modern German with three genders, masculine, feminine, and neuter. Uh, oh, we've got prince and princess. Prin- prince and princes. Or princess. Princesses. How does it become, how does the number change? I get the prince. Are we thinking of Roman numerals? It changes that something looked like a Roman numeral? I don't numeral? know. Someone got it sort of. Prince. Prince. Uh... Princes. Team pie. <laughs> prince become princes and princes becomes princess if you add another S. So maybe it's adding an S twice. So prince becomes princes, which is plural, which is more. The number's more. And then princes becomes princess, which changes the gender. And you add, an, you add the second S. Do you think that's it? I don't know. <laughs> but I am thinking about dresses now. <laughs> Beautiful princess dresses. The Princess Bride. That was the the name of the movie that describes your your adolescence. Oh, really? <laughs> the Swamp of wait, no, wait, what was it? The uh, Swamp of Sorrows? No, that was that was Never Ending Story. Um, which was terrible. Uh, Never Ending Story was my youth. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. It You're was, still in your adolescence. I'm still there. It's the Never Ending Story. I'm still there. <gasps> Uh, That's perfect. Uh, well, congratulations. Inkazar said that you got that right about the prince, princes, princesses thing. Well, thank you. So I do you my did best. good. You logically got there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks to our live chat today for joining us and uh, making the show even better than it could have ever been if Aaron and I were all alone in the bunker. <laughs> it's always that way, though, right? 
Like, it's always better when there's people hanging out and having fun. Thanks so much for being with us today uh, for Shoe in the Dough. It is part of the Shoe the Dough podcast network. And if you want to know more about other live and later shows on the network, you can follow the feed at Mixler.com slash Shoe the Dough. By the way, Mixler, spelled M-I-X-L-R.com slash Shoe the Dough. You can also find out more about us, Aaron and Danae, at AaronandDanae.com. Huge thanks to Zayze for doing the intro today. Very much appreciate it. If you'd like to do the intro, you can check out the website for how to do that. Also, thanks to Chris Tilly for composing the intro music. And uh, much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at a buck a month and comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash shoe the dough. I thought you raised your finger like you wanted to say something. Because mm-hmm. I've got one more sentence I could say. Oh, yeah. But if you have something you want to say no, before we good. close out. All right. Also, if you know of a podcast or have a podcast that you'd like to see on the network, let us know. All feedback welcome at AaronInToday at gmail.com. We did it! (laughs) (laughs) At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.